Welcome back and welcome to, well, the Louis Molina Show, presented by Superior Auto Service and B&B Automotive. It is the Louis Molina Show, Lunch with Louis. I'm at the T-Mobile on Texas Avenue in Lincoln. If you stop by between now and 2 o'clock, we've got free pizza from Hungry Howie's. We've got the prize wheel, and we are cleaning out the prize closet this Friday. And next Friday is the final lunch with Louie. Stop by, spin the prize wheel, incredible prizes. You can register till 1 o'clock to win four tickets to the UMass game tomorrow. And, of course, maybe more importantly, the parking pass. It's lunch with Louie at the T-Mobile on Texas Avenue in Lincoln. I am not alone. Bryce Jones, barbecue pit master, a man who spent many years on the recruiting trail. Every Friday hangs out with me noon to one, whether I'm in the Charles Schwab studio or not. Bryce Jones, what's up? What's up, man? How you doing? I'm good. It's nice out here. Okay, Some you... Some people would call it cold. I call it nice. It's not even close to cold. It's not cold. It's not, it, I, I don't mind this weather at all right now. No, the, the weather the, the, tomorrow with the, this with the rain is what's terrible. You it's are miserable. telling me, and correct me if I misheard you, 80% chance of rain at the game tomorrow? Yeah, like all morning. Like all morning until the afternoon. Like it's like... 80% pretty much all all day until later in the afternoon, I believe. I mean, that was last time I looked at it. So, yeah, it's going to be cold and wet most likely and pretty miserable. So stop me if I'm drawing up any part of this scenario inaccurately. Tomorrow at 11 a.m., a Texas A&M team on a six-game losing streak is going to take on 131 out of 131 in Division One. In a thunderstorm. And not even a thunder, a cold thunderstorm. I mean, the high is like 40-something. Okay, uh, a, cold, <laughs> a cold a cold thunderstorm. A cold rain. There's nothing worse than, than you know, being wet and cold. So, so do I have all the parts of that right? Yeah, and it's 11 a.m. I said at 11. At 11, I missed that part. Yeah, not only that, the worst game ever in the morning time. So, yeah, I mean, I was telling you before, I expect it to probably be the lowest attendance we've seen at the, the new Kyle Field by quite a long shot. Wow. Wow, and and it'll have nothing to do with any referendum on this or referendum at that. It's no. just it's a it's crappy a, game with crappy weather that on a six game. I mean, and both teams are crappy. I'm not even saying you. I mean, you could have a you know you could have a you know AM could have eight wins right now, and you probably wouldn't get many people out for this football game. So mix that in with a six game losing streak, an, an offense that can't move the football against anybody. But and also throw this in, you still have one more home game left. So you don't have to subject yourself to that. No, you can't. LSU's going to be, a, it's a, what, 6 o'clock? It's a night game. Uh, well, yeah, with the new time change, it's definitely a, a, a night game. And so, yeah, I mean, you still got one more. It's on Saturday. You get to have, you know, Thanksgiving stuff and do all that. You know, you get to sleep in, and yeah. you can wake up and still tailgate for six hours. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I'm, I'm actually at our tailgate considering doing, like, you know, rolling out the smoker and doing, like, a full-on, you know, barbecue special that day. It just depends on the weather, but we'll see. Dude. I'm contemplating it. Dude. Contemplating. Dude. We'll see. Ribs? Yeah, the ribs will be there. Could you hook me up? I can, you can come by the tailgate, yeah. You know I can't. I work. No, you don't. You don't work. You watch the game. You'd work after the game. And before. And before. And then you could you could ride one of the little VO bikes over to our tailgate no. and watch the Shoot game. Shoot me if you find me on a VO bike. Dude, those things are fun. They're fun. Just stop. They're much better than the little scooters. They're fun. Okay, we're moving on. <laughs> all, all the kids, out they ride them around our tailgate all the time. I mean, because we got a pretty good open spot, and uh, you know, there's a pond with a, uh, you know, basically a you know walkway all the way around it, and so yeah, they the kids hop. You're on at Aggie Lake. 
No, no, we're not at Aggie Park. We're uh, we're on West Campus. There's a little pond over there. It's not quite nearly as big as uh, you know Aggie Park there. So, but yeah, I mean, you, if you can make it over to the tailgate, I can. Yes, you can. One hundred percent, you How? can. How? I do the Zone Game Day show and brought to you by Texas. And then you can do like I do the Zone Collin show. Yeah, brought to you by Texas. Thirty minutes after the game. Right. You could you could walk over there, watch till halftime, get some ribs, and still be in plenty of time to watch. During halftime, I've got to make the transition. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They're at halftime. Then I you don't can... have time. Okay. I'm trying to get You've got time. from the stadium to my There's house. There's no traffic during halftime. I know, and I still only have five minutes to spare. Yeah, well, then no ribs for you, I guess. What am I supposed to How am I supposed to get them to you then? Deliver them to me. I'm not going to deliver them to you. Why not? Because I've, I've got, I'm not going to unpark the bus. Aren't you my friend? Yeah, but all I have to drive is a bus, and that's not. I'm I not... thought you had a seg- Segway yeah, no. cycle can, or something. You can make it over there. You can have ribs. Can't you, can't. you just drive one of those? Nope. Wow. Sorry, man. I thought we were friends. Yeah. Hey, we are. Nines. I invited you. That's friends oh, enough right there. You invited me to do all the work. Thanks. <laughs> no, to nine walk, seven nine. To walk and eat. No, I don't have time. Yeah, you do. Nine seven I have work responsibilities. Nine seven nine six nine three one one five zero. Use that number, text your questions or comments or opinions to me, to Bryce. Nine seven nine six nine three eleven fifty. before we jump into AM UMass, because we need at least two hours to break that game down. Aggie basketball woke up on the wrong side of the bed again yeah, like uh, this they did morning. Yesterday. Yeah, I mean, they were down, last I saw, what, double digits at halftime? Oh, no. They were down 54-33. Yeah, that's what I thought. 19 the, is more than double digits yeah, well, that's, to me. That's still double digits. But, yeah, that's uh, against a, a, I mean, look, I mean, yesterday they lost a. Uh, UMass. <laughs> basically. Uh, they hadn't lost, they hadn't won a, they hadn't won a game against a top 10 opponent in, what, 10 years, a decade, something like that? Or not a top 10, a top 25 team in a decade. So, yeah. Uh, you know, and in basketball, I and, and look, I get the hype surrounding it. The way they finished, I figured they'd be uh, about like they were last year, kind of average at best. And it shouldn't be that way, not. I mean, it, I thought Aggie basketball would be a top twenty-five team, ranked twenty to thirty. Yeah, and, and they started the year ranked 26, that's, 27. That's, that's average to me. That's just okay. An average team. So you know what? That's fine. Yeah, but an average team. I don't think should have lost to Murray State. But you know what? You know what? It's college basketball, and you have to understand that the margins are thinner, and, 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 and you don't want to take one game and blow it out. But they're down 19 to a bad Colorado team. Yeah, yeah that's the other thing. It's a Colorado they're down 19. A, yeah, not an, they gave up 50-plus now in back-to-back halves. Yeah, they gave up eight, and you're not going to win a lot of games in college basketball giving up 88 with the offense that they, that they run. So the defensively they'll have to get a lot it's just it, it's something you didn't expect like the offensive woes have been there like you but they've been good defensively they've got uh, to yeah since, everything buzz does is based on it i know and they i mean give up 88 uh gets uh well the, they gave up 50 plus in the second half to murray state they yeah. just gave up 50 plus to colorado in the first half yeah two different opponents 50 plus and a half there's no universe that works no not, not in college basketball at all like at the nba we see it all the time a 133 to one you know 12 or something like that but not in college basketball, and uh, yeah, it's just uh, and, and look, it's only these two games. You, you don't want to you know, write the whole season off or anything like that. But I, I thought they should be, you know, easily have a chance to be four and zero, keep moving up in the rankings, and uh, you, you know, there's not I mean, there weren't many losable games on this non-conference schedule to be honest. Well, they with found you. two. They found two. I mean, and this one obviously is not over. Uh, they're still playing, but when you're down, down nineteen, and nineteen is. Uh, Yes, it's still big, but in college basketball, you see that overcome a lot. They're lock. not an offensive juggernaut. No, they're not. But they'd have to they'd have to play absolutely lockdown, shutdown defense in the second half to win this. What game. have they not done for the last <laughs> two halves? I know, of play? I know, absolutely. I'm just stunned. That's all. I, I'm stunned. Yeah, I'm surprised Lord. by it defensively, absolutely, because you, you, that's kind of what. 
Buzz hangs his hat on, and, and uh, you know, this team has kind of hung its hat on the last few years. So. 54-33 at the half of Colorado. Yep. Just it's rough. Wow, it is bad. Again, and, and this is the week they got ranked. They're 0-1, about to go 0-2. <laughs> we can't have as nice, a ranked We team. just can't have nice things. This, what is ba- going on? When's baseball season? Let baseball season get here, please. Did they build Texas A&M University on an Indian burial uh, ground? Something. Is it cursed? Kyle, Kyle Field is built on a burial no, ground. No, the whole damn campus. Yeah, and so you're I mean, look, let's 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 get to baseball season and hope that, and which is putting a lot of pressure on a guy to, you know, to completely rebuild a roster again that, you know, took it to the World Series. And not completely rebuild. They lost a lot of pieces, but they got a lot of guys back. So we'll, we'll hang our hat on baseball season, I guess. I'm not giving up yet. I'm just close to giving up. <laughs> I mean, I know you've given up on fo- football season. Everybody's given up. That's a wrap. I mean, it's – and I said it. I mean, I know we got – I said it last week. You correct me, and I, I got lots of uh, – you know, obviously, I, I hope Twitter doesn't die because it's fun. You know, there was lots of talk of it's going away. But I tweeted after the game. I said, this is the worst A&M football team I've watched in my entire lifetime, including the Fran years. I think this – This team is worse than the Fran years. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and that's why I was – a lot of people were like, oh, no, no. I was like, most people agreed that – you know, this is it's it's tough to tough to look at, tough tough to watch, tough to get excited about, tough to care about at this point. And the why is about six lines long. Yeah, it's I mean, there's and there's, that's what people have to understand. Things. Yeah, it's there's so many things that have gone into it, and you know, you feel like he's lost the locker room a little. You know, Jimbo's lost the locker room. Obviously, his offense has not has been completely inept. Uh, you know, you can't be, you know, at this point, you can't be thrilled about you know anything at quarterback. I mean, you can't. Anything you've watched can't tell you that Connor Wigman's the guy yet. Uh, you know, he uh, has looked good at times, and then other times, I, you know, he's got that Calzada fastball in him, if you ask me. Uh, throws it a little too hot way too often, and, and uh, you know, obviously the offensive line. But there's there's just not a lot to be excited about moving into the offseason. It gives you any hope that they'll be a whole lot better next year. Okay, you just got to the conclusion that I was going to ask you if it was true because I see the same thing you do. And no Aggie wants to admit that. Because right now, I think you – okay, 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 okay. I hit you with it early. No, no. The average <laughs> Aggie blindly believes and blindly is faithful. And, you know, the, even the ones that told us they were going 12-0 and this year and they picked A&M to go 12-0 and for 20 straight years now, even they have admitted this year's a bust. They've yeah. given up. and but, but for them, it's self-contained. It's just this year. Yeah, it, and this year only. And we're 12-0 and next year. And we're going to win 10 straight national championships. But when I really think about this year, I've got nothing to take forward that's positive. I have nothing to lean into next year. I, I got one. I got one. All the young players got tons of valuable experience but playing. Ha- but how many of them stay? No, it, no, no, no. That's a separate problem. I know. But, yes, you, you got So my one, that's my one. Yeah, that's your one. I want to be very clear on what I'm saying. And, and that's it, it. Yeah, and, and a lot of them have been really good. They've flashed, and they've been really good at times, enough to see a ton of snaps. And so, yeah, I mean, that's really the only positive this year is that number one recruiting class year played a lot of football games this year. Uh, but everywhere else, there's questions. Your two best players are going to the draft. A-Chain and, you know, Antonio Johnson are, go- you know, most likely I would say 95% gone. And so when you see so many problems – that are program-related and coach-related, the players are not even at the top of the list anymore yeah. of problems. No. I don't think the offseason gets the players prepared correctly. I've talked about the slow starts even in the year that they went 8-1. and one. They almost lost to Vanderbilt in game one. They, I don't know if they're doing fall camp right anymore yeah, with the you, slow starts. Yeah, you don't and, know what's, what's going on. I mean, so, obviously – 
the whole general philosophy is not is not it's working not right. all, all, minus the one season, you know, the twenty twenty season. But they still almost lost to Vanderbilt to start the year. Yeah. So even their game one that year stunk. Yeah, it, it's just there. There's there's a complete everything is wrong. Yes, there is, and so that's why when I said it last week, I was like, look, I you know I hope I'm wrong, but coaches usually don't don't you know dig out of this. There's there's usually when it gets this bad, there's an overall philosophy, and and I get changing an offense or hiring new coordinators, but to take something they've believed in for their entire coaching career and now it kind of doesn't work to get them to completely overhaul everything usually doesn't happen but we'll you know and I hope I'm wrong because you would like to think the guy you paid you know 100 million dollars to would uh, you know win more than you know do better than winning the orange bowl against a mediocre North Carolina team I don't I don't, I don't want to diss that win I'm not see I don't need to touch it I mean that, that no, was, they should they should have been in the college football playoff. Uh, they you know we all know that they should have been there, and I, I'm not trying to diss it, but that's the outlier uh, of you know his entire tenure here because every other year has been four plus losses. There's been nothing else but that, that they've done. And I will argue that every year was underachieving. Yeah, that they should have been better, better than yeah, four. They, they lost uh, games. They should none have lost of them should have been a national yeah. championship. I'm not putting that pressure on no. those years, but those four there losses two, there were a, too many. Yeah, there were two of them that they shouldn't have lost. You know, and that's the reason, you know, we had that already. We had that with someone. We had that with other coaches that would win, you know, eight you know, eight games, and, but they would lose two they weren't supposed to. That was the reason you went and got Jimbo, and he's still losing games he shouldn't lose, and that's not what you paid for. And then in the year when every player is his own, greatest recruiting class in the history of college football, it's worse. Yeah, and look, having the number one recruit, the greatest recruiting class in college football, didn't mean we were going to have a great team this year. We all knew they were going to be young. You didn't know what you had a quarterback. You you, you didn't know, like, but they shouldn't have been this bad. You know, we were all, you know, I think I, I think we'd have to go back. I think I said eight and four is kind of where I figured this football team. I didn't have any hopes of, you know, them running the table because you just you had no idea what you had at quarterback. Uh, you know, minus two games that you saw Haynes King and, you, you know, and then, you know, obviously Max had played a little bit at LSU, but you had no idea. You had no idea what this team would be. Eight and four was a pretty safe bet, uh, but the wheels have obviously come off, and it's uh, way worse than that, way we'll, worse. We'll take a timeout. We will come back. I have text messages, Paul. You want to do a text message sweep we return? Sure. Bryce and Louie, Louie and Bryce. It is the Louie Bolina Show, not, not, not inside the Charles Schwab studio. It's lunch. With Louie, I'm at the T-Mobile on Texas Avenue in Lincoln where you can get free pizza from Hungry Howie's. You can spin the prize wheel and we are cleaning out the prize closet. We'll be here till 2 o'clock if you'd like to spin the prize wheel. Enjoy free pizza from Hungry Howie's. And you have till 1 o'clock to register to win four tickets to the UMass game tomorrow. And a parking pass is included too. This is the Louis Bellina Show presented by B&B Automotive and Superior auto service the louis bolina show presented by bnb automotive and superior auto service it's the louis bolina show oh no 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 bryce and i are not 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 inside the charles schwab studio it's lunch with louis we're at the t-mobile on texas avenue in lincoln drop by and wave at us don't honk you'll get all the other cars freaked out you can stop by you know drive by and wave stop by and eat we got free pizza from hungry howie's i do want to take a moment and thank my boy Jeremy at Hungry Howie's. He always has partnered up with the Louis Bellina Show in the zone. You know, we did the beer ed classes at Blackwater Jaw. Mm-hmm. He provided the pizza. Now that we're over at T-Mobile doing lunch with Louis, guess who provides the pizza? Hungry Howie's again. The flavored crust at Hungry Howie's. Normally, my pizza, you'll notice the crust is left behind. Unless someone brought some serious dipping sauce, not with Hungry Howie's. I love 
the flavored crust. Go to you, go to late night late it, night pizza. There you go. What's your favorite flavored crust? Oh, I don't really have one. I mean, I just I forget it's the garlic one or whatever. I, I can't think of the name of it. it I love garlic. the Cajun it's crust, garlic. But it was garlic something. I like garlic. I like the Parmesan crust. I, I like think a was, lot of them. Yeah, I thought it was garlic Parmesan. I could be wrong. <laughs> I don't know. Also, if you stop by the T-Mobile on Texas Avenue in Lincoln, spin the prize wheel. With only two lunch with Louis left this and next Friday at LSU, we are cleaning out the prize closet. So stop by. Just enjoy. All right, you want to take some text message questions? Sure. This first one, <clears throat> to me, is interesting. I, I think it's a myth, but. I'll say, well, I hate it, probably. Do we think that the athletic department, not Jimbo, yeah. will hire an offensive coordinator, or will they stand by Jimbo as head coach and CEO of the football program? I'm reading a lot of posts that A&M is looking for that splash hire. Uh, I mean, look, it's always the coach that's going to hire his coordinators and, and, and things like that, so it's not going to be the athletic department. It's going to be Jimbo. Uh, you know, I don't know anywhere else that they – you know the athletic that the you know the ad's like no I'm I think I'm gonna hire this guy no the ad hires the coach uh, look if you don't have enough faith in your head coach to hire a coordinator he shouldn't be your head coach in my opinion so you if you're not gonna let him make the hire then why even keep him around so yes Jimbo will make the hire if he's if he's still here which I'm, I expected I'm just gonna yeah I would expect it to be but God forbid they lose to UMass it's over it's done Jimbo won't come back if they lose to UMass. that's what I'm saying that's why I said if he comes back because we haven't played this game yet. And I get they're the worst team in the country, and I don't expect them to lose, but there's not anything that we've seen this entire year that gives you any confidence that this is going to be some domination that happens on Saturday. Actually, look, 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 look. A&M's ranked 61 to 69. UMass is 131 out of 131. They're not 130. Yeah. They're 131 out of 131. I don't even know if they have 85 full scholarships. Probably not. They are... They're not SEC, and A&M's lost six straight to SEC schools. Yes. It, it might not even be pretty, and it might not even be a flex, but they're going to beat UMass tomorrow. Yeah, they, they they should. We were saying this exact same thing against Appalachian State, though. So, And and I get that Appalachian's better than UMass, too, but still. Okay, Appalachian State's look, 67. Okay. A&M is 69. I'm just saying. So, so Appalachian State. Should destroy UMass too. Yes, they that should. That A&M lost at by three points. Yes, it's I, transitive if you want. I, I know, and, and I'm going against. I mean, look, and I, I said it off the air. I was like, I, I took UMass in the you know in the 33 and a half points just because A&M's only. I mean, we hadn't scored more than we couldn't score that. We couldn't score 33 <laughs> against Sam Houston. Yeah, it's 31, 31 0. Yeah. Yeah, and so, so for me, uh, you know. Look, I don't expect him to lose, but I am going to put the caveat if he's back just because. I mean, look, everything that could go wrong this season has gone wrong. So, uh, look, it, it could be just one of those cursed years. But, yeah. Back to that text message yeah, sorry. question. No, no, off, no, 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 no. Off. You know you can rant all you want. No, I know. That's what my show was built on is rants. But, again, it goes back to my point. If you can't trust him to hire a coach, he shouldn't be your coach. I don't think in Jimbo's situation that anybody tells or forces him to do anything, and I mean anything. Different universities work differently. There are programs where the head coaches are told and ordered to do things. Like when Jeremy Pruitt was at Tennessee, his AD was Phil Fulmer. Phil Fulmer told him his entire staff, all nine sideline guys who to hire. Yeah. Okay? And other coaches have been told. And we saw that worked out. When when a head coach is being run by anyone else, your program is screwed. It'll never work. You're then subject to the whim and the whimsies of others. Garbage. Jimbo doesn't answer to Ross Bjork. 
Jimbo doesn't answer to the athletic department or some mysterious yeah. force. Jimbo has a no-buyout contract. Jimbo could sit in the office and say, kiss my ass. Yeah, he doesn't, he don't he doesn't like have to it. fire a single coach this year if he doesn't want to. And, you know, and no one could force him, make him, pressure him. No. Nope. You agree? I agree. Because I'm, I'm this conversation's you. popped up no, I, more than once. I agree. Nobody is going to make him do anything. And if you make him do it, it's never going to be any better. Or force or pressure. It's, it's got to be something. It has to be something that – he looks in the mirror and says, okay, this is – I have to make – I, I got to do a 360 here or 180. I got to do something to figure out something different. And, but he could. He could sit on his ass and not do anything. And, again, and or force the pressure. Don't get to, confused. Yeah, they can't force him. They can't even there's – no, there's no leverage. Leverage – you have to have leverage that pressure. They have no leverage on him. Yes, because you guaranteed it fully and there's no buyout. Next text message <laughs> question. The OC and offensive staff changes will tell us all we need to know. Another yes man – Versus a call the shops type hire will be painfully clear once it happens. Cade and College Station. I, I don't disagree. I think there's certain guys that if he hires you, go, okay, that guy's in charge. Like he's putting the offense in that guy's hands. There's other guys that he might if he hires those, and it's like okay, they're just here to do the same thing that Dickie's doing right now, which is just answer you know run what Jimbo wants to run. So uh, yeah, I, I I can agree with that. There's certain guys he can hire that uh, tell you which direction they're going. You know. Okay, there's no doubt that'll be an indicator of which direction the program's going. I got a bigger one for you. And, and I'd like to get your thoughts on this because I don't think you and I have talked about it really much. I believe that the referendum on Jimbo won't be his OC hire. It won't be the mysterious force known as the athletic department. The referendum on Jimbo is going to be the transfer portal. Yeah. If, if the mass exodus happens, if the entire recruiting class leaves – it doesn't matter who he hires. He can go get the best offensive yeah. coordinator in the country. Yeah. It doesn't matter. If the players leave, if he can't keep them out of the portal, it doesn't matter once he does after. If his players leave, then he's been rejected. It's over. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I've been saying it in weeks now that his biggest job is keeping these guys on campus and then somehow figure out how to turn this terrible recruiting class around. And, and, and it doesn't matter how he responds. If they leave, he's done. Now – if he keeps his class intact, he keeps the players, he's going to lose some. That's reality. Yeah, I'm, cool yeah, yeah, I'm cool with that. I'm cool with that. I'm cool with that. Yeah. But the players basically say, he, that's, instead of that's my quarterback, that's my coach. If that's the <laughs> response, that's all you need to know. Yeah. Then if he gets the right hire, they'll play for the right hire too because they'll play for Jimbo. If Jimbo does the players, then you still have a program. Yeah, 100%, I 100% This doesn't happen very often. 100% agree with you. I, I've been, I mean, we've kind of mentioned here there, like that's his job this offseason, and it doesn't matter who he hires if he doesn't, uh, if the guys aren't going to play for him and it's a mass exodus. And that's all I'm going to need to know yep. about Jimbo is the head coach, CEO, well, th- that'll tell you everything the program. You need, yeah, it'll tell you everything you need to know about this season and why it spiraled like it did. Yeah, well, again, this season will mean nothing if he keeps it together. We could say that it rock bottom because of it mean, it means, everything. It means something because it, it, it is damaging to recruiting uh, in a big way. <coughs> you say that. And recruiting, he, okay. recruiting is the lifeblood of any college football program. He's at 11. He adds no absolutely zero skill position players, no wide receivers, okay, okay. no running no, backs. No, 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 time. Let me don't, finish. This 11, no. This, don't. No, no. He's at 11. Going, let's say they finish at 15. They're going to lose two more but out of that he, before but they. Then, but then he actually plays the portal game. 
Because you got to understand, there's all these things he's going to have to do to prove that he's learned. A, he has to keep this, uh, the, the, the players together. We just said he's got to prove he can play the portal game. Yeah, because here, and this is, what, this is what tells me they're going to hit the portal hard, is usually when you start getting decommits and you're losing ground, you see a lot of new offers go out to guys that you didn't, they, they weren't going to offer. They're, going, they're starting to go back on guys that they think they, they're not doing that. You're not because I mean, look, they'd be doing it right if they if they they're just not going to backtrack on a guy they didn't think they should offer just because they have spots. And so that tells me that that's my sign that they're going to hit the portal harder because they're not offering any more. They need kids any, that can play now too. Yeah, I know they, they need players to play, but now. they're hoping that you know, look, once they can still land some of these guys that they do have offers out to, but then they're just they're not going to go back and take a lesser guy because they have the spot. They're going to hit the portal and try to replace it that way. And that's that's the biggest indicator to me that they are going to hit the portal hard is just there's no offers going out to new 20. They're hitting the 2024 class and 2025, and but you don't ever you don't see any new 2023s going out. So 14-player recruiting class, then the portal class is how we're yeah. going to have to grade it. Yeah. the portal class? You could have five is- or six out of the portal. But the portal class is going to be more important than the signing class. Yeah, for immediate, for next year, absolutely. But you still have to have that signing class for, you know, two, three years down the road. And, look, if you can hold on to some of the five stars that you got, they, those guys will be in there next year too. You wish you could have held on to the number one linebacker in the country uh, because that's obviously you're going to be your biggest. Anthony Hill? Yeah, Anthony Hill will be biggest knee spot. And then, you know, you've got one of the number one D-line. The other five stars, a D-lineman out of Houston, Hicks. Uh, that likely is, I mean, he was at Oregon last week. I, you know, I think he, I would expect him to end up at OU or Oregon probably. But he's still committed at this moment. So, uh, again, I think they're banking on that. But, yeah, you, you land three or four more guys that you have offers out to, and then you go hit the portal for five or six guys, if not more. That depending on how much play. It, it depends on, yeah, it's got to be starters. It's got to be, you need offense. You probably need two offensive linemen. You need a linebacker. You need an edge rusher. You need a you need running a, back. You need a, no, I don't think you need a running back terribly. Well, who's coming back? Well, Moss is going to be back. Obviously. Right? I don't think he's going anywhere. And then you, you don't know about Amari. I mean, we saw Amari Daniels a little bit last week. Um, uh, obviously, we haven't seen LJ's probably done for. But, yeah, I mean, you need a running back from somewhere, whether this recruiting class or a portal guy. You need a receiver. You need an edge rusher. Uh, you need linebacker, you need a lot. Wide receiver you can get away with, but you're going to have to overload the next class. It depends on who's here next year and oh, who's not. Leaves. Yeah, yes, yes. I mean, look, yes. obviously we had sleep. You know, with Moose, is he gonna, I mean, he may still Moose play. Moose is gone. I, would, I mean, they, Jimbo said he'd be back this week, but he okay, can play but these last two season. games. Yeah, he wouldn't be. I would think he'd go elsewhere. Uh, and so Chris Marshall, not out there anymore. Gone. He's gone. I mean, so – you know, you'll Keith Brown, we hadn't seen him in a while. We know he's out. Uh, Gone. Probably. So then that leaves you Evan Stewart and who? Devin Price? Oh, boy. Chase Lane's, because he's a, Chase Lane's gone. And Anais isn't coming back. Like, There's some players that are going to leave here that have eligibility left. They're just ready to enter the world. Yeah. Because they don't want to play here. Yeah, and they probably know they're not going to get drafted. Well, they don't want to play here they're, they're not getting to play here. Right, and, and they don't want to go somewhere else. They're, they, yeah. Hey, when you're a ninth-year COVID senior – You've had enough after a but while. But yes, I think a, a receiver is absolutely necessary when you when we run through. I guess it, you're right. When we run I through it now, right. it's like you need a guy. You that, need a guy, and, again, and you got to hold on to Evan Stewart. And to they begin have to with. play. Yeah, that's as we keep saying. And they have to play, and not just space fillers. And that and that's they have to play. And that's how bad a shape this program. Like if a guy like Evan Stewart says, "I'm I'm going to a Bama. I'm going to an you know." You've had four straight top ten, top seven, four straight top seven recruiting classes. And that's how bad a shape this program is. Especially at, at, at like wide receiver or, you know, say Edron say Edron Cooper decides to leave for the draft early, which he should This is unimaginable. It, it could be the it could be a devastating offseason. Again, if Jimbo can't keep these guys on campus to come back 
improve their draft stock, not transfer, believe in him. If not, it it, it, it's, it gets worse. It, it, gets, it could get a lot worse. Yeah, it's it's a nosedive. Let's time out. I'm sorry. Me. <laughs> I'm just spitting facts This here, is Lee. why Ben does not let us drink during our talk shows, okay? Yeah. I asked him years ago, can't we just have, like, one bottle of it, wine or something? Wine? Whiskey. Well, he won't let me this, do whiskey. This season can't do wine. It's whiskey. whiskey. Think, okay. It's whiskey or beer doesn't even do it this Wine season. is a gateway liquor. I figure we start at wine, and after <laughs> move, each year we work our move, way up. Move our way up. And he's uh, like a no alcohol just give me, wall. Just give me the hard stuff right away. Yeah, no alcohol while broadcasting. It's <laughs> probably the best. This is the Louis Bolina Show, but it's lunch with Louis. I'm at the T-Mobile on Texas Avenue and Lincoln. Obviously, Bryce is here with me, too. Why aren't you here? We got free pizza from Hungry Howie's. You can spin the prize wheel. There's only two lunch with Louis left, and we... We're here till 2 o'clock, so you got time left today. We'll be here next Friday for LSU Lunch with Louie. Stop by. Make lunch not boring. This is the Louie Molina Show, presented by B&B Automotive and Superior Auto Service. Lunch with Louie. It's been every home game Friday. It doesn't matter the who. We've been here for UMass. We've been here for South Carolina. We're going to be here for LSU. Every single home game. We were here for Miami Friday. Every single home game Friday at his lunch with Louie. Look, if you want to register for those A&M UMass tickets, it's four tickets and a parking pass. You have 19 minutes left. But. You got till 2 o'clock for free pizza from Hungry Howie's. You got till 2 o'clock. Spin the prize wheel. Everything must go. There's only two Lunch with Louis left. We're trying to clean out everything is the basic answer there. Bryce, I have a text message. You want to go for it? Sure. All your text messages are read inside the Texas Mobile One Lube Express inbox. Texas Mobile One Lube Express owned by Gabriel Garcia. JW... Sorry, his text messages tend to not be that good. It is not just the OC. What about firing the DC as well? <laughs> I mean, look, they haven't been very good on uh, on defense either. But um, I don't know if you make that move one year after hiring. We'll we'll see. Uh, that's uh, you know, admitting that you failed that badly after one year, uh, which I think he needs to do with the offensive line coach. Uh, I don't know. I'm up in the air with the DC. Give it the limited. Uh, you know, you missed Antonio Johnson. You were missing your linebackers. We're super young on defense. I, I don't know. Obviously, it hasn't been very good. He's not going to fire Durkin. Durkin no, did enough so. to get a, another year. Yeah, I think with the limited. Um, people want to argue about the three-man, four-man front. Neither works. Yes. Not this year. Neither has worked with the, the, the guys that are rolling So it's not been the front, even though we know there's times that it 100% based upon the opponent, he needs to never run the three-man front. So he's done stubborn things. But you knew that it would take him a while to learn his personnel, and then his personnel has been injured. Um, you're only going to change so much. If you want a recipe for disaster, change seven of your ten sideline coaches. That that's disaster. Yeah. I mean, you, you, you're. I don't know about four and eight, but you're going to put yourself behind the eight ball to start the year. I think Durkin will definitely get a second year. As far as the old line coach, if he decides to retire, it's not the same as being fired. <laughs> yeah, it's true. A forced retirement is still retirement. If he decides to retire, yes. You're, Jimbo, in the end, only fired one coach, and it's himself, True. the OC. You make a good point. And, and it doesn't feel like turmoil. Yes, it, doesn't it doesn't seem like a disaster. Yeah, but it, it, it needs to happen. Now, when other coaches on the offensive side get replaced, Jimbo didn't fire anyone. The new OC hired his guys. Yes. you got to understand there's <laughs> optics, there's other things involved, and that's the difference in the way yeah, this is all the, being the, presented. The, well, yeah, and the biggest thing is if you're going to hire your OC, have it done before – 
the early signing period. I mean, look, you got no bowl game. You got nothing. Can to you do. really? Yes. Can you really do it before early signing day? I, I would think so. Because I think the guy you want is probably working. Yeah, he might be. But if they're playing in a no nothing bowl, it doesn't matter. If they're if you're taking them from a college football playoff team. Then maybe, but I don't see anybody from a college football playoff team coming to what they're at to coming to the disaster that has been this season. So uh, I, I think you can have it done before early signing day because I think a couple of the guys that obviously would be on the early uh, early list are not playing in great bowl games. Well, you know. Or they're not going to be in the college football playoff. I that. forget who I was reading because, you know, I read everything. Uh, and, yeah, no, well, no, no. And, and what they were talking about, Ray, and I'm a simple, you, you know, you use the philosophy of money to go get your head coach. They can do a two and a half, three million for the OC. Easy. And that means they can get damn near Anybody. 98% of the OCs they want. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. when you say college football playoff or whatever, they can get almost anybody they want with the money they can well, offer. We said that it was defensive coordinator, too. And it didn't happen. Which is why when they hired Durkin, I, don't, I can tell you my reaction exactly. I went, okay, because it's not awful, but I was very surprised with. with the paycheck and with everything else, with, with that class they were bringing in. Yeah. And that town, I'm like, Durkin was the best, really. Yeah, I'm surprised you couldn't and, and talk Elko insulted, back into though. it. Yeah, I'm surprised you couldn't talk Elko back into it from Duke. But obviously, he got he's done the head what? coach. He did. Yeah. He got to be a head coach. And you know what? Well, he's, he's won pretty. seven yeah. games and counting. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's doing, doing phenomenal. He was such. A, we, yeah, there were times that you know people would argue about how bad Elko was a was a dang good DC. He made mistakes because he was human. He but was he one of the top him. three defensive coordinators in college football during his time at A&M, and you can fight me over that because yeah. I will fight it you It wasn't back. the defense that was losing the games. It, it's been the offense the entire time. Wait a minute. His last year was a national championship defense. Yeah. And it was a 6-6 six and six offense. Yep. Okay. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's why I said yeah. the defense wasn't losing his football games. It's the offense. I just – Elko was one of the top three DCs during his time. Yeah, okay. A lot of people blame the last drive on LSU as – there were plays that still could have been made by the Easily. players, even if you didn't like the formations that Elko called. That you know, it, it, he yeah. was brilliant. I loved him, and and his strength. I keep saying that I've never seen almost any other coach do. He could do in game from drive to drive adjustments. Yes, where everyone else, I need halftime. I need halftime. I need halftime. Why does a coach need halftime? Yeah, you got guys in the booth. I you got you, analysts. I, look for me if something's not working, I'm tearing it up and I'm moving on to the next thing. Like it's not, it's going right in the trash. I just never get that. Uh, yeah, I gotta wait till halftime. Is there a rule in college football yeah. that if you adjust before halftime, it's a penalty? No, I think you can make easy. Elko adjusted I, I drive to drive. Minor subtle adjustments and, and change your. You know, I think if you're gonna go with a completely different game plan, you need you, you know you need the quiet of the locker room to really you know change the whole game plan. But if you're changing the whole game plan, then why? It means your original game plan was trash and so yes you should be able to make minor in-game adjustments before halftime so my Durkin reaction was like really this is the best and it yeah, wasn't all higher i was surprised i thought they just there you go i thought for sure you know a yeah. higher and they got a b yeah higher. and we like i said when they hired him was like eh like there's a, a b higher yeah. when they could have got yep. with the money and the talent they had to you offer, knew i wasn't a, you knew a. i wasn't a fan from the get-go so that i made that well known text message question from james hey louie that's me will it get worse before it gets better Will we be at the bottom of the SEC West next year? Will we be the bottom of the SEC West next year? Uh, I don't see us at the top. I mean, so I would say probably somewhere in the middle. Look, I don't think it'll – look, we don't know yet until the – like I said, the biggest thing is this offseason, who stays, who goes, what changes are made. If if it doesn't – if a lot of these guys leave, and yes, we'll be at the bottom. If he gets most of the guys to stay – Hires a good OC, makes some portal adjustments, and we'll be back to the middle to the you know from middle to the top, depending on back to again, baby. It goes back, back to, to it goes back to 
fixing the offensive line, and you got to find a quarterback to lead this program. It will not get worse before it gets better. This is rock This bottom. is worse, yeah. This year is as bad as it gets. Yeah. Remember something. Not only have you lost six straight. Yeah, I mean, you've, you've lost six straight. I mean, not only have you lost six straight, not only are you not going to a bowl, your, your highest-ranked win is going to be 49 in Alabama. I mean, yeah. any way you want to measure this year, you're forget, kind of, the, forget what their preseason rank. You don't even need that. Yeah, you're kind of the laughing stock of college football right now. I mean, it can't. So it won't it, get it, worse. It won't get worse. Will it be bad next year? No, I think they go to a bowl next year unless you have that 24-player or more mass exodus <laughs> where, where that entire recruiting class leaves. Yeah, the entire class is not going to leave, but it's the, it's the pieces of that class that you need to stay, certain pieces. A vast majority of them, especially the ones that have played significant time that we're going to play significant time without the injuries. You know what I'm saying? A lot of guys have had to play a lot of time because of injuries. We don't know if that's, you know, they're just next man up. But there were guys, the guys that were going to play and have played before all the injuries are the guys you absolutely have to keep. Fair enough. Again, I I know what you're saying. I agree. You need to keep two-thirds, and it's a very exact two-thirds. It's very key players, like you just said. That'll be the referendum. That'll answer. But, no, it will not get worse. Will it be bad next year? That'll be answered. One more text message question. What do you think? Okay. It's from John and BCS. It says, hey, Louie, that's you. Honest question. What OC would actually want to come to A&M? Legit question. John and BCS. Any OC that wants two and a half to three million. I just said it. <laughs> yeah. That's... I mean, any. Oh, no. Don't give me a two-year guarantee to three mil each, six million dollars. I refuse six million dollars. Everybody knows there's one thing that A&M does when hiring coaches. <laughs> we we fully guarantee everything. We pay way too much. So well, if that's A&M's, the money they have. Now. That, exactly. I'm saying, but if we're good at one thing, it's 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 throwing the money around. Okay, I'm going to give you two and a half mil, two years option, third seven and a half guaranteed. Step one. Number two, you got Evan Stewart. You've got a. Uh, uh, Wigman. Ooh, really? Yeah. I mean, it, there's a lot of reasons why OCs want to come to A&M. It's just and, and the your, truth. Your defense is littered with five stars, too, that can help. I mean, look, I know you're as the OC, I'm looking at the defense like, look, I've got a – you know, it's littered with five stars to help you. You know, we don't have to score 50 points a game. If we could just score 30, we'd probably be pretty good. Probably be pretty good. So, anyway, that's an easy-to-answer question. Don't get micro-focused on this year and nobody will want to come here. Opportunity SEC, high paychecks, the talent, depending on what happens at the end of the season, the talent that that coach will inherit, it'll just come down to for the OC. And we can't answer this. We'll escalate, speculate how much freedom they're going to have as the OC. Yeah. Is Jimbo going to pull a Malzahn? Or is Jimbo going to leave the reins off? That's it. Is he is he going to do a Saban and, and hand over you know hand over the reins? We'll see. Saban though. Well, Saban was a defensive guy. I'm trying to think. Yeah. You know who? What else offensive was. coordinator, head coach that used to call plays actually turned, turned the reins up. over yeah, and to, did not interfere? Yeah. No, I'm trying to think. I'll tell you what. By next Friday, if you come up with one, wow. I'll give you free that's, pizza that's for all your house. It sounds like too much work. We'll be right back, and we'll wrap things up. It is the Louis Bellina Show, presented by BNB Automotive and Superior Auto Service. It is the Louis Bellina Show, not, not, not inside the Charles Schwab Studio. The Louis Bellina Show, lunch with Louis, matter of fact, kind of winding things down, at least for the me hanging out with Bryce portion. We're going to be here. I got a crew here. I got Hungry Howies. We got T-Mobile swag bags. By the way, I do want to take a moment and thank thank you to T-Mobile. 
They have me out here, and I appreciate it. Every home game Friday, we got our tent out here. They let us have Hungry Howie's out here. They provide the T-Mobile swag bag. They provide the four tickets to all the home games. Like, we're giving away four tickets to UMass. T-Mobile provides the parking pass. Just seriously, thank you, T-Mobile, for hosting us each and every home game Friday. It's Lunch with Louie with T-Mobile, the official 5G provider of the SEC. Bryce, thinking A&M and UMass. Well, well, text messages keep rolling well, in. Before the text message or anything like that, I want to. I don't know if you did it in the first hour. I wasn't, uh, you know, wasn't here. Uh, but November 18th, 1999, we're sitting right across from it right here. I mean, we can see. The Bonfire Memorial, so I want to take a second. I hadn't, you know, I and, and just, you know, remember those, that 12, the 12 that we lost that day. You know, it just kind of, you see people walking around there. It's just one of those days. Just want to just want to say that before we move on. No, no, I. And I've been wanting to, I, I just wanted to wait till no, you, you know. No, I understand. We, I, but it, I don't talk about it because it's very hard no, for me it's, to talk yeah, about. I, mean, it, I worked. Here yeah, at Brian Broadcasting. I, 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 I was a freshman. I, that was my freshman year at AM. I worked 99. here at Brian Broadcasting, and, and I have horror stories of the things because we were behind the scenes and, uh, oh, yeah, we, it just working. Like, having it, to work it is one of the worst. There's no good angle in this story. No, there's nothing that, no, there's not. And that's why it's, I it's could imagine so being on radio and having to talk about it. Uh, you know, I remember being on air by myself when the, the stuff at, you know, Penn State broke. Uh, and, and found it really, really hard to talk about that. I couldn't imagine something like this that would hit so close to home. Uh, but again, you know, we're we're sitting here at T-Mobile, right across. You can see the yep. bonfire memorial from yeah, here. Yeah, you can so see just, it from right here. Uh, you know, one of those things that uh, I got that, home know. after working like 14 hours and cried myself to sleep. Yeah, that I mean, night. it's one of those things you always, you know. I, I remember, you know, for me, as like I said, as a freshman, we we were out, we we were out that night. We partied. We were we went back and I, I, you know went to sleep and woke up, you know to to calls and text messages are you okay you know where are you at you know da, 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 da. and i had no i you know no idea at that point uh but uh yeah i mean one of the the uh you know one of those things you'll you know kind of goes with for me with like 9 11 well, for you you just always remember every single detail of it but you just want to take a second to 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 say here and uh remember those 12 i had been lost. home for a short while uh i think it was a push monkey concert that night in, in Brian somewhere, and I'd gotten home, I'd been home barely, when, and, and I was, at that point, I'd just been an adult barely, so I still had friends in college, and they, and they had been camping out for tickets, and all of a sudden, the phone starts ringing, and uh, we think bonfire has collapsed, yeah. and, and you gotta understand, that doesn't register, you, you see that, you hear that, your friend calls you and goes, we saw smoke, and people are screaming, and, and it's what was it? Two in the morning, yeah, whatever. Two forty, two four, like two forty. So three in the morning is about when I started yeah. hearing this, and it, it, it none of it makes sense. And then of course everything starts to unfold. I drive straight up to the radio station, and and the rest of that day plays out. And yeah, it, it's it's it, in real time. None of it made sense. That's not bonfire. And for us Aggies that went through bonfire, what bonfire really did mean. The falling of bonfire on so many levels, the loss of life, the loss of a way of life, the loss of tradition, uh, 
it, it was hard. Yeah, it, it, was, it was. Yeah, it was tough. And then only one of the. I mean, I, that was the one regret. You know, for my time in school, I did anything and everything. You could think. I, I never got to work on bonfire, which was kind of one of the. You know, I grew up not far from here, so we used to come up and go. <laughs> Even in high school, we'd you know we'd load up and come here to bonfire, and 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 I'd been to many of them, and then obviously never never got to work on one. But I have so many bonfire memories. Friends oh, yeah. camping out, parking in advance. That night, uh, making friends that could get you behind the scenes there. Uh, well, and it, it was, I mean, it, it used to even driving through town while they were building it. Like back when I was, you, you know, oh, in high yeah, school. Oh, yeah, of course. Come up here to town to go to the movies, go eat, do whatever. And you'd, you'd, you'd drive by and see them building it. And even that, like that night, like we were at Northgate. We walked back to the, you know, we had parked uh, at the core dorms and, and was and gone with some core buddies out. And then we parked and then we left from there. Uh, and so, I mean, it couldn't have been. 20 minutes at 30 minutes after we we left that it happened so uh yeah i mean it's uh it just lots of lots lots of good memories but uh, obviously painful ones too well we gotta go yeah. i want to thank t-mobile i want to thank you bryce i want to thank everyone that texted studio 12 live is next peace have an amazing weekend everybody yep. lucky land casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky lucky in line at the deli i guess aha in my dentist's office more than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.